Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? On a beautiful Friday, week 17. Here we go. The last Friday podcast in a while. In a while, baby. All right, we've got a big-time show in front of us here today. We've got a full cast of characters. We've got the magical beard of fantasy himself. The master of the phone-in. Ah. Matt Franciscovich. Hey, hey. It's been a while. Uh, it has yeah, been a while. Ooh. You're in studio today, so it's good. I'm in studio. I'm excited. Yep, me too. It's going to be fun. Dare hey, say I'm fired hey. up. That doesn't sound that excited. Fired up! <laughs> the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Kilhorn. What's cracking? Uh, not much. Uh, just to cue everybody in so they don't panic when yes. it's the last Friday podcast for a while. We're still going to do off-season podcasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. One a week. I think Wednesday is the day that we're going Wednesday? to be taping and releasing. Are we, doing, uh, are we doing one next Wednesday? I would think so. Okay. We Here got we go. playoff challenge. Let's go. To talk about be good company men. Start Let's do it. Some, some look-backs. I know. And, uh, other, all that jazz, you know. Okay. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that, all that, happy all that holidays, holidays. Happy, happy holidays, Happy uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, <laughs> good. Uh, wearing a full-on hipster beanie, <laughs> we got the man from West Virginia himself, Matt Harmon. Well, you know, I woke up today and it was raining, so yes. I was like, well, you didn't want to do the hair. Well, it was like I'm gonna get. Uh, what's the point of doing my hair? And then it's just gonna. I'm gonna walk the dog, and it's gonna get messed up anyways. I see. Uh, so you just went beanie. So I was today. Like, just what if he did it. your hair after you walked the dog? doesn't work like that, pal. Oh, I see. Okay. It interrupts the process. It interrupts the process. Okay. So I was like, well. Fair let's question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah it's, it's worth the question. Okay. It's, it's not, worth the question. Okay. Uh, still <laughs> still questionable decision wearing the beanie to work. What do you That's mean? Good. What? Why is this the guy who comes in with backwards hats all the time? <laughs> hey, listen. That is cool. Okay. <laughs> Give this. me a break, Dad. It is <laughs> does not hide the rest of it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, fair enough. Uh, big time show in front of us Please. here today. As we mentioned, we're going to be giving you an update on the OG, the Bearded, and the Danger Zone leagues. We'll talk about uh, best waiver wire pickup of the year. We shall vote Matt Ryan, Robert Kelly, Tyrell Williams, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams are your nominees for best waiver wire pickup. We'll talk about their individual resumes coming up. We're going to have. We're also going to vote on the fieriest phoner. Of the year. Ah, I like that. Oh, excuse me, I just yawned. Holy. <laughs> we just got started. Like well, 
I didn't just wake up now. Jeez. All right. We're going to be voting on that. Uh, I promise you, you will enjoy that one. Uh, We're saving that one for last. Daily daps to close out the show. Uh, But as always, we start our show with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, to be 100% honest, I didn't want to do news. Alex Gelhar, being the very good and polite uh, young man that he is, said, well, what about those Week 17 people? I said, screw those Week 17 people. Friends don't let friends play Week 17. How rude. But the whiz was uh, one out because he said, hey, man, you got to think about the listeners. I'm like, Plenty of people playing. Plenty of people playing DFS. Fine. Uh, we'll talk a little actual football, but Fine. before we get into more of the, the BS later. All right. We'll talk about Week 17. Melvin Gordon in San Diego is out. What do you do there in San Diego if you're playing a San Diego running back, Marcus Grant? Don't play a San Diego running back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ronnie Hillman. <laughs> Unless you're excited to see uh, Ronnie Hillman's 12 carries for 11 yards in your fantasy box score on the uh, end of the day on Sunday, I would not play him. I can't imagine anybody's excited for that. Uh, in Minnesota, I guess, I guess the lesson there in San Diego is, first of all, hire new trainers. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. What is the I, seriously? I mean, really though, have they invested zero dollars? I mean, I just, in their training, staff? I can't just believe this having happened what two or three years in a row. Wait, that's exactly right. It's not. It's just not a coincidence. Anymore. That's exactly right. But uh, some, some injuries are like freaky. You can't. I mean, be trained against type injuries. I guess. I guess there is some of that, but I don't know. Yes. I mean, Keenan Allen with a lacerated spleen right, last year, right, or whatever, right. or lacerated yeah, per, kidneys, yeah. whatever it is, right, like, right. yeah. That's a flu- but, I mean, just the preponderance of knee and ankle and yeah. soft tissue lot, injuries. Yeah. It's like, man, that's not good. That's a discussion for another time. Though. Okay, On but the, uh, the San Diego training staff. <laughs> Let's in get Minnesota, Stephon Diggs doubtful. Adam Thielen went off to the tune of like 15 receptions for 400 yards last week. I think or, that's give accurate, or, give or take. <laughs> what What did he really have? Two hundred two touchdowns. Yeah. Oh touchdowns. my god. Adam Thielen. He's a great play this week uh, against the Bears. I, I think for those playing or those looking at DFS, he's probably still a value. And uh, he's he's been their best wide receiver for a while as Diggs has been battling numerous injuries. It's so. true. It's true. What do you do with Diggs next year, though? I mean, we're talking about a guy that when he plays and when he's healthy has looked like, as we saw in Minnesota's previous game against Green Bay, awesome. he, he's magnificent. But. Injuries have taken their toll, no doubt about it. He's also moved around a lot. When Pat Shermer took over, the farther and farther they got into that regime, they moved him more into the slot and only targeted him on like short area throws, whereas, like you mentioned, that Green Bay game, he was making plays all over the field. Mm-hmm. So I think that if he's healthy, which is you know a big question mark, I think you, you look at him as a, a potential you know top top 12 wide receiver. Wow. Uh, even because he showed that kind of potential oh. on a week-to-week basis. It's true. It's true, but uh, even going back into last year, injuries have always been a concern. And in college, too. As I remember when I looked, when I watched him in college, I was like, this guy doesn't have an NFL future. But then realizing, like, now you were watching him play injured a lot in his last year in college, where earlier in college he was a good player. All right, there you go. In Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott may or may not play. Jerry Jones says he will play, though. Maybe that's the only thing that matters. I don't know. (laughs) Jerry Jones says he's going to play, and he's going to play, quote, a lot. Why? Well, even though Dallas has pretty much locked up everything, they're not really playing for too much. There. They have. They can't. They're not playing for anything. So other than other than the first fourteen win season in Dallas history, ah. is that right? They've That's never right. had a fourteen win season. Really? That's kind of amazing. That's, That's kind of interesting. 
All right. I believe I said saw, saw that somewhere. Excuse me. Let me double check while you go okay. on about Zeke here. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott sitting there at 631 in terms of rush yards. The rookie 1631. 1631. Sorry. Uh, 1631 rushing yards, which is great. The NFL rookie rushing record owned by Eric Dickerson, 1808. So he's 177 rush yards away. Seems like a lot. I mean, it's a lot. It's a seems lot. like a lot. <laughs> He'd have to play the whole game. Not only would he have to play the he'd whole game. He'd have to have game, a Dominic. Yeah. He'd have to have a crazy Dominic. Has right. he even had that many rushing yards in a game this year? I don't think how he many, has. How many away is he? 177. 177. I don't. Um, he has not. And his, for the record, uh, Dallas has never had a 14-win season. Uh, his rushing high this year is 159. I mean. Yeah, so that's a lot to ask. That's yeah. ridiculous. I, I don't think. I don't even know if they're really gunning for that record as much, but it does seem to be. And I can kind of understand this with okay. the fact that they have two rookies at their most important positions on their offense. Yeah. It does seem to be that Dallas wants to go into the playoffs with more momentum and wants these guys to continue to get better and continue to, to feel it. I yeah. think that makes sense. That, that, makes, that sense. makes sense. And But we've also heard whispers of, like, oh, Mark Sanchez might play. Right. Tony Romo might get some reps. I know. Like, it's. It's all. Yeah. It's a. It's kind of a mess there. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Jerry want, Jones is the master of throwing conversation grenades. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want. I want Tony Romo to come in for two series and just have two touchdown drives. That's what I. I, I don't. I want that. Nobody wants. And it. I want him to have no incompletions. Uh, I want him to throw a fifty-yard bomb. I just want. I just want James Coe, agent of chaos. I do, that's exactly what I just. <laughs> I want them conversation pieces starting. Well, you know, James is oh. a is a radio guy now, and we know that. Oh my! God. We know that those radio shock jocks. I'm a shock jock. Uh, yeah, you're a shock jock. I'm a shock jock. Will the will the will the Dallas Cowboys bench Dak Prescott and go with Tony Robo to the playoffs? The I'm wor- James Coe coming back at eleven o'clock. The worst part <laughs> about it is because the Cowboys have a bye, it would be uh, a two week conversation. I know. Oh. That's what I want. Yeah, nobody wants that. James, That's what I no. want. No, stop. That is what I want. You're, I you're think, a villain. Uh, I am straight. Villain. I don't know if you if you have Zeke though. I think it might be worth playing him in the hopes that he goes two or three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Or even just, I mean, he has such high t- touchdown upside. He, I mean, even know. is 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 he playable in DFS? No, no, nah, I wouldn't I play him in DFS. There's too many other good values with guys like Dewan Harris and. Brandon Wiles, potentially, and Jizrod. Jizrod. Sad list. Jaquiz Rogers. Somebody on Twitter referred to him as uh, Jizrod, and we all about died. <laughs> as you can imagine, why? <laughs> I cannot believe you just dropped that. This will be our last podcast. Well, so that was oh, fun. nobody oh, important that was fun. listens to this. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. It's a nickname. <laughs> it's, his name is, it starts with a J, it's, ends with some Zs, yeah. and then his last name is Rogers Rod. Right. It makes what sense. Are you, what are you implying? Nothing. Nothing. Jay Ajayi has an injured shoulder. He's questionable <laughs> for Sunday's game. Moving on. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you do there in Miami if you're uh, a Jay Ajayi owner? You, you play him? Play him. Play him? Play He's him. been limited in practice all week. Okay. I think if it was severe enough where they weren't going to use him in a regular role, then he wouldn't be practicing the way he's practicing. Do Pittsburgh. the Dolphins have anything to play for? Can they improve their seating at all? In this? I think they aren't they locked into the fifth seed. I, I think they can improve it and try and dodge Pittsburgh because they're the sixth right now. Right, so they can potentially jump up to the five and avoid going into Pittsburgh and and tr- try to get um, the Matt McGloin led Raiders or Ooh. the Chiefs, the yep. right. Tom Savage red, led. Oh, the, they, the, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The, yeah, okay, there right. you go. Uh, in Pittsburgh, speaking of Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Big Ben will not play, according to Coach Mike Tomlin. Uh, backup, 
backup running back. Give me a wide receiver that might you know pop in this game. Eli Rogers, baby. Okay. I've heard a couple reports that he's going to get a ton of run. Yeah. I think Bob Holzman from ESPN said that Eli Rogers is going to get a ton of run. And backfield wise, it looked like Fitzgerald Toussaint. That's what I was going to say. Is then it they Fitz said, Toussaint. Then they said D-, D. Will is going to get some run. So I yeah, I, good I, luck. I still think Fitz probably gets a lot of run in this one, though. I can't imagine yeah. they're going to risk D'Angelo Williams too much. It's true. Game. The only thing is Williams is rusty. I mean, he's obviously very important. Like if if Bell was to God forbid get hurt in their first playoff game, they right. win that game anyways. They would like to have Williams there to be the Bell cow the next week, but he's been he's been injured for months now. Yeah, hey, I don't think he's taking a taking a play for in 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 a minute. So you're saying they might want to get him some reps? They might want to get him some reps, yeah. but I would yeah, I agree that Tucson would Tucson would probably be the guy. If you are a Lev Bell owner in week 17, Sorry about your luck. Yeah. But uh, give the guys out there, who would you prefer, D'Angelo Williams or Fitzgerald Toussaint in this game? Toussaint for me. Yeah, I'm leaning Toussaint. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, this is the the problem. You're you're playing a real guessing game there with what you think is the – because I think that I imagine they get Williams out there for a little bit, and you know it's the Browns. Like he could easily make do on the first drive. The problem is though, you know what's interesting? I guess both guys could pop, really. Yeah. Both guys could pop, or neither could, because you know. By the way, Ben Roethlisberger not playing either. Right. Lane, your boy Landry Jones is going to be out Landry. there. Landry. Yeah. But Browns. But yeah. But so Browns. but Browns. And Land- but Landry gonna, Jones. Landry Jones played okay when they had to start him against the Patriots. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the offense moved. Um, I yeah, that- he also he also had Brown yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, AB. Um, you know you know what's interesting though too about the, the the Cleveland Browns though they got their win already right. I know. Yeah. Yep. So it's like. Pressure's, they, pressure's off. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's, a reason, exactly. there's a reason they're starting RG3 again this week. <laughs> I mean, the way I, look at the, the way I look at the Browns is they play all their starters and their defense is bad, or they play their reserves and their defense is more bad. I mean, they already got their dub. <laughs> What's the margin of bad? I mean, they uh, got their W. I mean, are they really playing for anything? I mean, I think they've just given up on life. Well, you, if, you, you wait, gotta, given you up got, on if, life. If they lose, they get the first. You got to lock in that number one yeah. pick. If, if they, they win lose, and San Francisco oh. wins, so or I mean, San Francisco they, loses, which is likely because they're playing the Seahawks. But if Cleveland wins, they don't. Either whatever the scenario is, they don't get the first. Here's the thing, but right? what I know, no, they, San Francisco needs to lose if they win. Oh, okay. Which is like Alex said, is probably going to happen. Well, playing Seattle. I don't Anyways, know. we're this is we're, right, we're going we're, we're going into the weeds. Let's let's get to Spencer Kansas Ware. City. Spencer Ware, week seventeen. He's got hurt ribs. He's a game time decision. Do you trust him? Sounds like he's going to play. Okay. It, it sounds like that he's trending towards playing, and I I do kind of like him in this spot against the Chargers. Do you? Yeah, I mean the the, the Chargers front seven is not super imposing. I would imagine they want to get him rolling before the playoffs. Uh, but then again, you know, he hasn't looked great. He has been banged up, and you know, Charkandrick West has, has been out there as well too. So it's kind of a risky yeah. play if you're if you're looking at Spencer Ware. But I think this is a pretty solid contrarian bounce back spot. For Spencer him. Ware just uh, seventy nine rush yards short of a thousand for the season. Right, sure. And I think he has some incentives. He in does his contract too. Yeah, our good friend TJ Hernandez uh, from Four for Four was tweeting out some of those things. I think I think you're right. Ware was one of them. Yeah, that's why I think he kind of makes for like a sneaky contrarian play in this. I spot. like that a lot. I like that a lot. Money motivates, baby. In New York, Matt Forte, Bilal Powell, where are you going? Nowhere. Okay. Forte's isn't he officially out? Yeah, I, I think, think so. He's out. I think they're both not gonna. I mean, they're both not gonna play. Yep. And 
can you guys even tell me who's on the depth? Brandon Wilds and Brandon. another guy named Brandon? I think one of those guys is hurt, too. Brandon Wilds? Where is Brandon Wilds from? I don't know, James. You don't know his 40 time? I don't know his 40 time. Well, then he must <laughs> not be of any relevance. <laughs> that's that's definitely not true. But If uh, James doesn't have him in his 40 database. <laughs> I would just stay away from the Jets, yeah. Jets offense in general. Who, who do we got? Oh, yeah. it, is, a, it is Brandon Wilds. He, he went to South Carolina. But he okay. has a hamstring and didn't practice on Thursday. Yeah, see, wow. He's, he's so who's served. the fourth string guy? Brandon Burks. Oh, Brandon oh, Burks? Man. Bra- okay, so we're avoiding. Which yeah. is too yeah, bad because this is a good spot. <laughs> so we're avoiding. Against the Bills' run defense that has been really bad. And they just lost their coach, and they've also given up on life. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I will say the Bills are probably – pretty motivated to win this game or at least Anthony Lynn's going to be really w- motivated to win this game because this is his only shot as a head coach if he oh, wins this game he could dude, EJ Manuel well that's their own damn fault for that Ugh. which is pretty that's just I don't want to make a on, quick aside I want to rail on the bills here too hard but poor Anthony Lynn gets his one shot at a head coach you know potentially this could be his big audition right Let's saddle you with EJ Manuel. Hey, there you go. And Tyrod is our, is hurt anyways. Right. You might get his well, surgery. He was back as a full participant participant in practice and was not on the injury report. What? I thought Tyrod? He was get, I thought he was yeah. supposed to get off-season surgery. I mean, yeah. he's, trying to, he's trying to get that money anyways, man. Right. I think they made a good point on the ATN pod that, <clears throat> excuse me, that could have all been coming from the agent too. Oh. Could be. Posturing. Who knows? Anyways, uh, EJ Manuel's starting. I would not play Sammy Watkins. No. Really? Bro, it's EJ Manuel. Yeah, but okay, listen, EJ Manuel's not good, but EJ Manuel hasn't been throw up. He just, I mean, he doesn't play with confidence. He hasn't been like throw up all over his he's shoes. Not, he's bad, not accurate. He loves throwing the football in the ground. I, I know, but look, I, I think that there's at least a. I mean, I wouldn't. I would play Sammy Watkins. It's a great matchup against the Jets. And who else is he going to throw the ball to anyways? I mean, the this ch- is the, the, Charles ground. Play, the ground. The ground, I don't know. I, I get it. Oh, my God. You guys are cold-blooded. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and I think EJ Manuel makes wow. for, like, an interesting, you know, wow. super value play in, in DFS as well. He can run a little bit. I don't know. You know, you just need a rushing touchdown. That's true. To- that's that's a good point. He he has he has some wheels, but I don't know. As far as what he does for the passing game, the last stuff he put on tape was not encouraging. How about Charles Clay? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. All right. We just got the shrug emoji from Wiz. Yeah, All we right. should move on. Okay. But he's your boy. <laughs> he's not my boy. Oh. He's just, you know, identified the trend. I looked at the oh. numbers, and he, he popped up the last couple of weeks. Just look right, at the numbers. On that uh, in Houston, Lamar Miller is out, basically? Yeah. He's yeah, like, seems that way. He hasn't practiced Friday. Alfred Blue? Nope. Nope. You're not what, my boy, Blue. What do you okay. mean, no? I mean, look, he's a volume play, but... <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when he performs. What do you mean, no? I mean... <laughs> I guess in a world where we're talking about Brandon Wilds, yeah, sure. Yeah, you, that's you, a thing. You just yeah. keep on, you just, <laughs> Seriously, you just keep on denying these volume running backs. No, but you know, he he's, actually, got, he's, Jer- he's got Jeremy Hill syndrome. Oh, great. But didn't he? Well, <laughs> Jeremy Hill was scoring fantasy points. <laughs> you know, the other thing is that he actually, because of the volume, he, he put up a decent day against Cincinnati. 15 80s. points. He scored a touchdown. 73 yeah. rushing yards and a exactly. touch. You'll take that all day long. Last year, he had a couple of, uh, he had a, in the Why last not? three weeks of 2015, 20 carries for 107 yards, 15 carries for 45 yards, 21 okay. carries for 102 yards. So if this is a game where they where they can keep competitive, which the Titans are really bad, they could even just smack the Titans around with Matt Castle. Yeah. If Blue's a threat for 20 carries, I think you got to play him. Yeah, I like I it. agree. In Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh uh, for the Patriots, rather, in New England, Malcolm Mitchell not looking like he's going to play. Bennett. And- Which is, you know, because it's because he's old as a rookie. 
He's old. There was a spicy pre-pod <laughs> discussion about age of rookies and how often it gets oh brought up on this gosh. podcast. So, oh my God. yeah, how often? I'm sure. <sighs> oh boy. Um, <laughs> franchise Mark is the death stare. <laughs> he is. All right, let's get to Mark the point. Bennett, Chris Julian Edelman, limited. Uh, Chris Hogan could be a good play this week. Sure. And uh, I mean, if Michael Floyd plays, man, do no. you dare? Do you dare? Pats, Pats, Pats no. are playing for uh, home field advantage, right? They are. They, are. they have to lock uh, it up, so they're yep. not going to phone it in. Lock it up. If 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 you have the nuts to play, or you know the, the roll out the, Michael Floyd, the gall, if you are a female, yes. Uh, if you have the the golf to do that. God bless you to play a, a a bad receiver that just got to one of the most complicated offenses in the world. Right. Come on. How Belichick would that be, though? I don't think that would be Belichick at all. No, it would Tom. because, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, we're talking about running backs that come off off the street and run for 200. It's different being a running back than being a receiver. Yeah, and offense. learning the Patriots offense in two weeks probably. I don't disagree. Especially for a guy that is, you know, it's not shown that he's the Best at that sort of stuff. Tom, Anyways, Chris Tom, Hogan's Chris Hogan's the best play. I put Michael Floyd on more for kicks and giggles. Yeah, right. t- Tom Brady was asked a bunch of questions about Michael Floyd in an interview today, and he said he's worked really hard to try to get up to speed. There's a lot to make up, a lot of time to try to make up, and he's worked pretty hard at it. But Tom Brady was like, "I'm not going to make any predictions. Let's just see what happens." Interesting right. DFS move like if you're playing in Week 17. Yes. I kind of like pairing Tom Brady and Legarrette Blunt in this game. I know that seems counterintuitive because okay. Blunt's not a pass catcher, but yes. you're just you're hoarding all potential touchdown opportunities by doing that. And this is a defense that gave up over 500 yards of total offense to the Bills last week. Hello. Yep. yep. Okay. I like it. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the various fan leagues. That we set up this season. Should I just leave during this discussion? <laughs> yeah, humiliated <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah. In we'll, the uh, we'll start with the OG league right, because the uh, that's the one Marcus and I did last year as well. Yes. and uh, you know, so this league's been going on for two years. Not the same people, but we had a uh, we had we had a championship for the ages here. Did you? We Score did. Score of a hundred and three point two six to one hundred one. Oh wow, that's oh. a nail biter. Two point game. Uh, mm. Danica Starks. Uh, she had the of the House of Starks. House, House of Starks. Starks. I like it. Fell unfortunately. Of to, course she did. Uh, Why well, unfortunately? Congratulations to Jimmy Holub. Uh, okay. He's an international listener. I Austria. 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 That's Austria. Right. Yes. yes. Is that right? Yes. I think Jimmy had some Star Wars references and stuff in his Hell letter to yeah. get in. Let's and uh, go. Danica was the two seed. She fell to a wild card. Jimmy, who got hot at the right time marcus Perfect. was in the playoffs got Perfect. bounced i just missed the I, playoffs. Uh, yeah i finished i finished third i won you the finished. i won the consolation match okay good so, yeah so we represented our league well uh the beard league however the I bearded the podcast let's look Let, let's so well. let's, let's look let's look where are you guys at start with the, start with I, the whole recap of the league and i'll i'll read off some okay. sadness about my okay. team okay okay so <laughs> the final was the uh the battle of the tylers both guys in the final were named tyler okay good uh, and uh, Tyler Park smackdown, Tyler Park ended up beating uh Tyler Sipes okay by a score of 158 to 79 basically Whoa. doubled up Wait, the, hold the, on who's he, on who's on that dude's team he pretty the, much so up. the guy who won s- drafted Todd Gurley must be or maybe traded for him or something at some point started Todd Gurley okay uh had Jordy Nelson had Devontae Adams had hello. Andrew Luck hello but the guy who lost Left Tyreek Hill on his bench. Oops. Left J.J. Nelson on his bench. Well, that's understandable. Who was the team o- that drafted t- Todd Gurley or had Todd Gurley? The guy who the guy won. who won. What was his name? I, what was his team name? 
the dream. Yeah, he drafted Todd Gurley seventh he overall. Drafted Which, him, so so just, he drafted him, held him all year, and then just as, so uh, as an aside, if you're if you're seeing a bunch of stats out there being quoted like sixty four percent of the teams that uh, drafted running backs in the first round won championships or yes. you know whatever, you can miss me with that sort of analysis because here's an example right there of somebody that took a big bust at running back in the first round, and that does not mean that like oh you got to take a running back first to win. Right. Give me a break. Yep. But uh, yeah, myself and Harmon did not represent uh, the stronghold very well. Harmon, right, where what's what's your? I, I think I, I was two I went, and eleven. I went seven and six. I went at six. least finished over five hundred. Harmon in the mix franchise. I was in the mix a little bit. But Harman, you missed the playoffs. I missed. I was didn't even get in the playoffs. Oh, Harmon went two and eleven. Let's what we <laughs> look. We, we <laughs> let me let me just read off uh, what. Let me just read off my draft pick by pick. Oh, bro, God. you went two and eleven. Two and 11. Let's, let's let's find out why. Oh my God. Well, okay. Rob Gronkowski, pick number nine okay. in the first round. Oh, there you go. Round two, Brandon Marshall, oh. who oh. I promptly traded in a deal. I think I traded him and Ryan Matthews. Wait, wait hold on. What pick were you? You nine. were late. Nine of 12. I was you were nine, nine of nine. 12. On the so turnaround, pick 16, took I took Brandon Marshall. Marshall. Huh? Bro, don't, don't, draft, don't act like that draft? was ridiculous at the time. And, yeah, James, this this draft they were tilting throughout because all the players they would have wanted yeah, might I have had a, Oh, I see. It was That's like first nice. round tilt. They were like, oh, God. Some somehow also like <laughs> my draft was horrible. I think I sent and then so anyway so then I'll, I'll talk about that. So T Y Hilton there round three. Yeah. Round four Latavius Murray. Round five Tyler Lockett. Oh. <laughs> this is where it gets bad. Round six Josh Gordon. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Round seven Spencer oh, no. Ware. That actually turned out pretty well. That's yep. not bad. Round eight Kamar Aiken. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so wow. This is like all my reach. all my takes are just coming back to smack me in yeah. the face. Oh. Round nine, Isaiah Crowell. That's not bad. Round ten, Ty God. Round eleven, DeAndre Washington. Devin Funchess. Round twelve, Darren Sproles. Thirteen. That's not bad. CJ Spiller. Round fourteen. What the oh. hell is going on? Sure, why not? Wait, is this a PPR league? I think it was. We did half point. We did half. Oh, point. half point PPR. Oh. Rams defense. Malcolm Mitchell, who probably got cut sooner yeah. thereafter, and then Mason Crosby, a kicker. Woof. Okay. But and, I, and then like right after that, I think I swung a deal with the two Raiders backs. And Brandon Marshall for Alshon Jeffrey and Ryan Matthews. Oh no! And not like none of that worked out. Yeah. No. Oh, my no. my first four picks were Adrian Peterson, Ouch. Des Bryant, who I traded away. Okay. Jeremy Macklin oh, no. and Michael Floyd. Oh no! Yeesh. This was I still went seven and six somehow. Yeesh. Yeah, that's pretty good. This was the classic example of you know I've openly kind of admitted that like I just I didn't have a I did not enjoy playing fantasy all that much this year because like I just was too overwhelmed because you got mashed in all Well, I leagues? got mashed in this league, that's for sure. <laughs> this is not even close like this is my worst league. Oh my not God. even close. Well, I can't give that much work yeah, right, to it. <laughs> no, I mean but like oh it's a clear outlier of bad. I didn't I didn't have a great fantasy or anything but sure, like I, sure. this was a great example of like just can't have too many teams, man, cuz like they start falling by the wayside like I it was like plenty of times Thursday afternoon I'd be like Oh my god! I got all these players on by. I need to go pick up. I started players like I got guys like Matt Asiata and Andre Ellington and Cordero Patterson on this team. Ooh, and that's what that's right. what I'm de- having to pick those guys up. So just yeah, there's a I lesson like for fantasy. Focus on focus on just focus so on a couple. James. Tell us what happened in the Danger Zone League. Oh, I just went in and just destroyed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just blowtorch. What was your record? Twelve and one. Ooh. Holy God! Almost Ooh. the inverse of me. Twelve and one, and I just rampaged the entire league. Wow. Uh, um, wait, let me, I have let a question. Me, we yes. had that, that the kid that rode in. So he you whooped his dad in the final. Oh, he destroyed right? him. So he doesn't get an Xbox. Yeah, yeah, he gets whatever. nothing. Oh. sorry, pal. <laughs> 
Learned a hard <laughs> lesson about life, kid. Sheesh. Sorry, oh, sorry, no mercy. Uh, sorry, pal. Listener to laugh at your sorry. child's uh, expense. Sorry, record. pal. That's pretty funny. That's what happens. Uh, let's see here. I went 12-1. and one. I made I made five moves all season. Like as in ad drops? Yeah, ad drops. Wow. In a 16-team league. <laughs> league. Wow. <laughs> in a 16 – because uh, you talk about, you know, focusing on, on what – this was not my – this was not my focus of, of my draft, but here or my of my leagues. But uh, this was my draft. Holy! Uh, I had, by the way, I had picked sixteen of sixteen. Okay, standard snake draft. Uh, this was a standard league. Six point touchdowns uh, for passing. That's the only. That's the only. Oh, and you had bonuses: three hundred yard bonuses for passing, a uh, hundred yard bonuses for receiving and rushing. Um, Jordy Nelson, Alshon Jeffrey, one two. Uh, then pick forty eight. I went Latavius Murray, Deshaun Jackson, three four. Okay. Uh, took Andrew Luck in the fifth, which is a huge, huge bargain Dude. considering it's a 16-team league with six-point passing touchdowns. Hello. Give me some of that. Uh, Spencer Ware in round six as well. Where Spencer Ware was interesting because half the league was like, Who, why the hell did you do that? And the other half was like, brilliant pick. That's yeah. what. That's <laughs> kind of what ours was too. Sixth round, that seems early, but I guess in a 16-team it was league. Pick, I was it was pick 81. So, yeah. So in a standard in a standard 10-team league, that'd be like round and he, eight or nine. And he was your first running back? No, uh, Latavius Second. Murray. Was. Oh, L- L- Latavius, right. Yeah, so my starting running back core at the start of the season was, was Latavius Murray and Spencer Ware, which was at the time well, not uh, not great. Anyways, yeah. congratulations, James. And 12-1. and one. Well well done dashing you, that child's dreams. So, you hit on a lot of guys. <laughs> so, so basically like – No, but you know, you know what the, 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 the moral of the story is? We talk about fantasy and we do all these analysis and, and, and it's great um, and we talk about all these numbers – but you know what's funny, though? A lot of it has to do with health. I look at Matt Harmon's team, and half his team just got ravaged by injuries yeah. or suspensions. Mm. Um, I mean, Jeremy Macklin got hurt for a long period of time. Alshon Jeffrey, who you picked up or traded for or whatever, uh, was suspended a good amount of games. I don't uh, know, man. Lockett, you, Matthews, Gronk. And exactly. I mean, a, guy, a guy like Jeffrey coming into this year was like, Oh man, he he and he he was targeted like on a per route basis more than any other receiver in the NFL in 2015. Right. In 2016, his biggest problem was targets. Yeah. Like, and who would have seen that coming? But, right. You know, I mean, that's just the point of like all this, all this BS about like experts or whatever. Give me a break, dude. You're we're, we're drafting teams. <laughs> we're we're letting letting the dice fall as they may. We're yeah. doing the most research we can to. to it's for to, sure to get out there. But you know, and, but uh, but again, day, you do have fun. to stay healthy. Yeah, that's a big part yes. of it too. But a huge uh, part of it is you got to stay healthy. I would say the moral of the story here is that you know, franchise Gelhar, Marcus, and myself were really giving to the fans. I mean, plenty of people out there <laughs> are, gonna be able, are be able to going to be able to go out there and say, "Man, I kicked Matt Harmon's ass all over the place in the fan league. I beat yeah. Marcus Grant in the playoffs. I, I you know, this that, and the other. Some of the the beer the the danger zone league." James Coe just thrashed me, and it didn't feel good. <laughs> you, you ruined that. You ruined, you ruined Christmas. You ruined, you ruined that Christmas. So once you again, did. we've proved. Yes. Fantasy. James Coe, not a man of the people. Not a man of the people. <laughs> Fantasy Krampus over here ruined <laughs> Christmas. I think that's the moral Below the towards the league at 12-1. and one. Uh, By the way, Adam Rank, yeah. uh, out of the playoffs, finished 6-7. and seven, So oh, he not, was, not bad. Yeah, okay. That was fine. But again, 16-team league, a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff can happen. All right, let's get to these with the waiver wire pickup of the year. <clears throat> waiver wire pickup of the year. Here are your nominees. Matt Ryan, Robert Kelly, Tyrell Williams, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. We'll start with... Matt Ryan, he was your quarterback two on the year, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 10 games of 19 or more points. That is awesome, man. 
He only had two games of 13 or less. So basically, he didn't have any weak killer games. He had almost no weak killer games. Right. But 10 times, he could have saved your week. Right. That is amazing. Robert Kelly, 671 rush yards, 82 receiving, 753 total. That doesn't sound great. But since week eight, four double-digit performances, only one game of less than five. I always, I always focus on weak killer games. And Robert Kelly, since week eight, only killed you maybe one time. He had seven total touchdowns. Yeah. Tyrell Williams, 989 on the year, seven touchdowns, really consistent. This is a good pick because consistent all year, eight double-digit performances, five of them in his last seven games. Finishes the wide receiver 12. Progressive. Damn. I remember Whoa. talking about him when Keenan Allen went out. And we yes. Were like, oh, like who's the next man up? This rookie. Well, he, he's Williams. not polished yet. and He's got a long way to go. But pretty good. Yeah, yeah he came through, man. Awesome. Tyreek Hill. This was, his stat line's so weird. He had 252 rush yards. He had 547 receiving yards, so uh, just shy of 800 total yards. He had nine total touchdowns. Since week seven, uh, in seven of his final ten games, Hill scored ten or more points. Pretty good. Devontae Adams, also waiver wire material, 966 Crazy. receiving. 10 touchdowns. Really good. You think he had a super good season, and he did. Eight games of 10 or more points, but he also had five weak killer games of four or less. Yeah. So I will ask you, we'll start with MG, my guy Marcus Grant. Who is your waiver wire pickup of the year? Uh, I'm going to go with Tyrell Williams. Um, I, I, I think Matt Ryan had a really good year, but I also think you know he got drafted probably in a lot of leagues. And I don't think so, dude. The I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I know that we tend to be of the you know draft one quarterback, but I know that you know a large percentage of the general fantasy playing public oh, yeah. will draft two quarterbacks. In sure. This case he got drafted in a lot of leagues. Um, but Tyrell Williams, it's crazy to think you know because. You talk about the Chargers, and the first thing I think we think about is Keenan Allen going down in the first half of game one. Right. Tyrell Williams actually had a pretty good week one, and he was pretty solid all the way through. And he I remember, was. This Very is the guy. This is the guy after week one, we're talking about him, and we're like, you know, who is this guy? What can he do? I went, you know, digging through YouTube to try to find highlights of him at Western oh, yeah. Oregon, you know, just oh, yeah. to try to find something about the hard. guy. It was hard. Yeah, it, it was, was really hard, hard but – he played really well, very, I won't say quietly, but it, I think it, it got to the point where late in the year, you're just like, oh, yeah, Tyrell Williams. Like, we didn't talk much about him because you just knew he was going to be consistent. So, yeah. I, he's he's my guy. I like it. He was really, really good. Um, and, again, that consistency through the year, I think, is is a strong case as to why he should be waiver wire pickup of the year. But, uh, WizKid from Wisconsin, give me your choice. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, I think it'd have to be Tyreek Hill just because – he was so consistent, like, once he was added, basically. You know, he popped off, and it was like, oh, maybe we should add this guy. And then after that, it was basically like, every week he's a starter. And not to mention, in uh, in we in leagues that you get points for return touchdowns, which is not a standard scoring thing, but a lot of leagues do that, he also added two of those bad boys, too. It's true. So I just I liked his consistency and, and that it was just always double digits. Yeah, seven I, of his final ten games. I kind of wanted to lean Devontae Adams because, like, he, he did have those. Homer. He, I know, but he did have those <laughs> bad weeks. But it was a player where, like, you knew that was in his range of outcomes, but you also knew he had just off. a game-winning week. It was a spike week. Oh, yeah, no, spike nobody week wanted Devontae Adams this year either. Yeah. yeah we, talked, we talked about that last podcast. So yeah, it was amazing. It was like 
wide receiver 60 ADP or something. Yep. Yeah. And he's the wide receiver nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Franchise, give me your pick for waiver wire pickup of the year. I'm going to go. I would go Jordan Howard. If I was going to say, we, when are we going to talk list? about the snubs? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you, you know, totally I, snubbed Jordan but, Howard. No, no, because I didn't put Jordan Howard in because in a lot of leagues he was being drafted, especially when you got closer to the end mm-hmm. of the preseason. Yeah. I don't know about that. Because there was so much negative press about uh, Langford. About Langford that a lot of guys like were starting to. But I think, I I think Langford actually had a good preseason. And like I started to kind of buy into the the Langford thing in the preseason. He's, if he didn't get hurt, it, this would have been a different deal. Right. I don't know. I would. I would, I agree that I thought Jordan Howard. But and uh, the, but like I said, the, the only reason I didn't put a, I, Jordan. Look, Jordan Howard had an awesome year. Uh, and not. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but yeah. I mean, basically out of nowhere. But I just didn't. I didn't think he was a waiver wire guy. That's. Uh, I, I would. I would argue that he was. But whatever. I mean, what the crazy thing about Jordan Howard, just what we're talking about him. Like, yeah was how good he ended up becoming. Because like, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, you're sure, you're going to get like some nice little production of Jordan Howard, but he ended up becoming a great threat as a pass catcher. Yeah, yeah. Nearly 300 f- yards receiving, just shy of 1,200 rushing. Uh, 50 yeah. targets. I mean, he was – and he could crack. He probably will crack all of those this weekend. Yep. So, I mean, pretty crazy just Consistent. What, how, what kind of a monster he became once he was truly the feature back there. Yeah. But anyways, continue. Okay. So uh, of the list, though, that yes. we have here, I yes. would go Tyreek Hill. Okay, just because this dude is so explosive, you, he only needs to get the ball in his hands one time, and he rips off fifty-yard touchdowns every time. He's fast as hell. Isn't that the funny thing? Like, he, it's not like he got a high usage rate. No, no, that's people were constantly expecting the. You know, when is the regression going to take? Right, place? right. He, only he can't. So many he can't do this again. And, like he can't yeah, do this again. It. And that's why. That's why I liked him because even though his usage was low, you're like this. This guy is a big play waiting to happen. He's going to do it. Now, not like Adams, where maybe Nelson's going to get 13 targets, or maybe if Cobb's healthy, he's going to get 10 targets. By right. the way, how crazy is it that it was the Jeremy Macklin injury at the time was, it's like, oh no, Jeremy Macklin yeah. is there. He's their best playmaker on the outside. <laughs> he and, wasn't doing anything before he got injured. No, no, I know. No, I know that. But I'm just saying he goes down, and, and uh, if you're a casual football fan, you're thinking, oh man, the, the offense is really going to take a hit. Here. Yeah. But it was such a blessing in disguise, was it not? Yeah. It allowed for the emergence of Tyreek Hill, and, and it absolutely Jeez. Transformed. It reminded offense. them that they also have Travis Kelsey on their offense. Too. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Macklin, one of the most disappointing players of the year. I think so. And I, I mean, I think he actually had. I thought he had a really good outlook coming into this year. And I know everybody's gonna be like hindsight, like, oh, LOL, Chiefs, like, ha ha ha. But yeah. you know, he was great last year. He had a high. He was super consistent. Had a high ownership percentage. Yeah. Or the, of the market share, the targets there. Forty catches, forty four hundred and eighty three yards, two touchdowns, and he played eleven games. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Quite sad. Uh, Matt Harmon, your pick for waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, I, I agree that Jordan Howard, I think, should be on the list. But of these guys here, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan uh, simply because, you know, he might have been a late round draft pick. I, I Either way. I, I By the way, in my 16 team league, he was picked number 201. Yeah, Ooh. so I mean that's what I'm saying. I, people wow. were, and I count myself among among them, were way off of Matt Ryan last year. Uh, but you know he did start the game. He did start the the week, or I mean the the year with the Bucks, the Falcons, the or the Bucks. The he plays on the Falcons. Jeez, the Bucks, the Raiders, <laughs> and the Saints. Yeah. So and he was like really like prime streaming quarterback material. But I think the the under 
stated goal of streaming quarterbacks is to you know not stream them. You know, right. The guy, our friends at the Living Stream Podcast say that all the time. Like you want to hit on one of these guys that starts off as a streamer and then ends up becoming an every, a, week, an every week starter, and that's exactly what happened with Matt Ryan. You mentioned yeah. super consistent, had great spike weeks, all that sort of thing. So yeah. he would be my guy. And JJ Zacharyson was on Matt Ryan this year. As, he was as a bounce back. <sighs> Last year was like a career worst. It also kind of shows you like it was his second year in. In, Kyle Shanahan's, in Shanahan's yeah, off, yeah. offense, and it kind of shows you, like, maybe when you're doing your draft and you have, like, a tiebreaker thing between one guy or another, consider if it's a new offense and maybe they need a year to develop or whatever I agree, especially a veteran quarterback that has mostly been just a, a five-step drop, yep. you know, that Kyle Because even at Boston system. College, that's, that's what he did. He was yep. a five, seven-step drop guy, and that's why when Mike Smith, you know, had that offense in Atlanta, it made a lot of sense. It did. But yeah, Dirk Cutter uh, is exactly that type of coordinator, right? But it was not. It, they, I, I've, I've said this over and over again. They modernized his game, right? And as a result, he, he's a big, tall, strong arm, you know, quarterback. It, sneaky, you know, athletic, you, exactly. <laughs> when, you, when you mix in all of those things, it's not totally surprising uh, that he put that in. All right, here's sure. my vote. I, I also vote for Matt Ryan. Nice. Uh, again, uh, for all the reasons Matt Harmon uh, listed out, but uh, we're going to go back to MG. So we got got to have the tiebreaker. Exactly, yeah. we've got two votes for Tyreek Hill. We've got two votes for Matt Ryan. MG be the tiebreaker of change, those change two. Change your vote. Wait, of those two, who uh, are who oh, is I your see. who is your waiver wire pickup of the year? Uh, I'm going to go Matt Ryan just because we win. Just Bingo. because from start to finish, he was you know Tyreek Hill was great. He was more back half of the season. Matt Ryan was was start to finish all year. Legit. Yeah. Wow, what an all achievement! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Thanks, Matt Brett. Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan, your waiver wire pickup of the year. But this was the real reason we got together for the podcast today. We are voting on the best, the fieriest, the hottest franchises. Oh, here boy. we go! All right, here we go. I hope you're all prepared for this. You guys know what time uh, it is, right? Is it prepare yourself? Yes. It's franchise's fiery phone in of the week. My fire take is that Alfred Morris gets revenge on the Redskins. Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> November four. Four. I'm outside in the sun. You guys know what I'm made of? No. Fire. <laughs> My lock of the week. It's Tim Hightower versus the 49ers awful defense. You know what Hightower did last week, guys? He ran for over 100 yards. You know who the, the Saints' last 100-yard rusher was? Tim Hightower last year <laughs> in Week 16 against the Jaguars, winning fantasy titles. Hey, there's so much, there's so much fire. fire. <laughs> There's so much fire. There's sirens in the background. <laughs> the fire trucks are coming to put them out. Trying to hose me down, guys. Out here. No, I don't need. I don't need help. It's okay. October twenty-one. Give me your lock of the week, pal. DJ Anderson. Next. <laughs> What's your bust of the week, dude? Jay Ajayi. Next. <laughs> uh, your fire take, por favor. Derrick Henry is my sleeper. Next. Okay. Do we have a fire take? No fire, just name. Franchise out. <laughs> he just hung up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Oh. Wow. 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 True. I love it. That was. That was. Move on from here. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about deep sleepers. <laughs> Pick up the pieces of this shattered podcast. Now. Oh my god. You know what? In a way, that was his most fiery phone. I ever. know. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he came in and just shattered the podcast. He was literally just standing in the flames like C.J. Anderson, <laughs> Derek Henry, Jay Ajayi, franchise out. November 11. No pants. No pants. Let's go. Let's talk about your lock of the week. Will you? <laughs> no pants. What was that? It's a siren. That's the no pants siren. I am scared to ask you what your fire take of the week is. This has been fire all week. <laughs> fire take coming in. All right. Oh, boy. Running back Peyton Barber is going to be a running back one this week. Whoa. Peyton Barber's still hanging out in your waiver wire for some reason. Go pick him up and start him this week. I'm not scared that Doug Martin's coming back. So that's it. Here's my question. Is that annoying or uh, no? It's great. Uh, Here's my question. I, I have one question for you. Did you go and buy that for this? No, segment? listen. I bought this. <laughs> Look, we live in Southern California, right? So the the danger of earthquakes is real. I bought this as it's a is actually a solar powered uh, safety emergency radio that has an alarm and oh like God. a blinker on it and all you kinds are, of stuff. You are such a hipster. This is great. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll be at the top of Runyon Canyon with my siren on so that the, the rock the rock who will be flying helicopters around can find oh. me and oh. save me just like he did in San Andreas. Wow. Wow. It was... What a trip down memory lane. Going through <laughs> these podcasts, let me tell you. First of all, I, sp- I spent hours coming through this crap. You had to have. That's oh, intense. It was ridiculous. Uh, I was laughing my butt off, though. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, man. Uh, going through these phone, like going through these old podcasts, that was. Who thought of this? Because that was the best. It's it's my favorite segment of the podcast. Period. I don't remember how – well, you would, were like, franchise, we have to have you on the pods even on Fridays when you were out. And yeah. I guess we just kind of were like, oh, we'll have you be fiery and call in. Cause I, didn't think of the, I, didn't th- I didn't think of the fiery phone-in, though. See, I was like, hey, you should just call in and we'll do a second. Yeah, I just thought it was franchise's phone or original. Right, yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And then somehow and then I think the first the... one I did, I got crazy and it was like, feed Isaiah Crow out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> You really, yeah, you really got into it. Yeah. Man. You became the character. Yeah. It was by far uh, the best segment of the year. I'm not sure what the success rate was. It doesn't matter. My picks. Uh, it doesn't matter. Hey, I, here's don't, a, here's I don't know. I re-listened to Fantasy Therapy the other day, oh, and hysterical. I was dying. This yeah. Was, but your phone is great. But now we have to vote. Okay, we got to vote. Here's your three choices, okay? Uh, you had the real fire siren that came on. Yeah. You had the short phoner. Or you had the fake siren. <laughs> Those I, are your three choices. And ooh. we will go to MG My Guy, Marcus Grant. Which one do you vote Man. <laughs> I'm going to vote for the real siren. Just yeah. because, I mean, it was it was so perfectly done. I mean, we didn't, we didn't we stage didn't, that. No, no, not at all. At all. And, not at all. You know, the, the, the other part of the fake siren is that uh, it was on a day when Franchise was actually here. I know, he went upstairs. And to fulfill the bit, he walks out of the studio and goes up to the roof of the parking structure to right. haul in, right. and then the sirens go by. I mean, yes. it just – it was the perfect storms. That That's my vote. There. It was so good. It was good. I think that was the hardest we laughed in the podcast yes. uh, during one of these phoners. Uh, Matt Harmon, your pick. <sighs> the real fire one is great. Um, although I think I'm going to go – I think I'm going to vote – with just the the just names, well, yeah. I think I'm gonna go for sneaky funny because 
it also showed a little bit of vindictiveness from franchise. That's true. He took heat from you, James, for like explaining too much during, like he just re- re- reading too many <laughs> right. facts and information. So the next day, he's just all right. That's the way he's gonna play it. Oh yeah. CJ Anderson <laughs> next, I had, and just the hang. I had up. like a twelve minute Darren Sproles rant <laughs> right. one day, and, and you like, was oh, like, you a- need to tone it back, buddy. It yeah. might have also been the time because you like recorded one, you were gonna be gone, and you sent it in, and I put it on the board, and I even chopped it up, but it was still like four or five minutes long, and yeah. I was like, man. That's that's too long. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I think that's that's my favorite. That's that was really great. I listened back to that one, and the thing was, I was totally clueless as to why franchise was coming in with the the one the one name takes. Yeah, yeah. I and don't then, think. And then I found out later it was because I had talked about. I think it was because of the Darren Sproles thing. Yeah. Because yeah. because uh, the previous week I had listened to that phone and I was like, man, he keeps going on. But I thought it again. Actually, I was like, oh, my God, he keeps going with the, the Darren Sproles thing. It's great. Um, but, no, uh, I, I didn't realize that at the time. That's why I was cracking up. I was like, where is this coming? It was so unexpected. Yeah. Next. It was great. Uh, WizKid. No fire, just takes. <laughs> just, just names. Just names. Just names. Out. Oh, man. I. Those are three really good ones. I'm having man. such a hard time it's deciding. Tough. I think I have to uh, I have to give it to the real siren though too because yeah. franchises uh, his improv in that moment yeah. too oh and he's like God. no guys I'm okay like as <laughs> yeah that was were actually good. there trying to hose him down because he's engulfed in flames somewhere in Los Angeles standing in the sun how crazy I'm gonna vote for that one too yeah the real, the real siren for me is the winner uh, the short phoner was a close second for me though yeah yeah that's pretty good the real siren was it was just all perfect like I was going on this Tim Hightower rant <laughs> the Hightower rant itself was good and then the the fire truck goes by and I was just like perfect <laughs> uh franchise if you could vote for one which one would you vote for the real real siren. Real, real siren yeah okay it's a yeah, slide just runner. was yeah, yeah too good to be true hard, I had to, hard I had to make the, that one up. I had to make the argument for another one but that's, yeah that's Pretty tough to beat that. Yeah, we were, especially the. Uh, uh, I'm good. Thanks. I'm yeah, good. <laughs> we were dying. We were straight dying. Well, yeah. we, none of us knew how it was going to work, like you said, because you were here. So we're like, let's just kick you out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. call you on yourself outside. Yeah, it was great. Magic happened. I love it. I love it. Uh, by the way, I tried to make that as intense as possible. It was awesome. Oh, Thank you yeah. for cutting that. Yeah, the music uh, the in the background was pretty dope. That was really awesome. Was... And the dates. Oh yeah, November twenty fourth. Yeah. Don't even. <laughs> oh, love it. I'm going to give you a copy of that, pal. Yeah, please. Okay. Send me that file. All right. <laughs> That'll go in my sizzle reel. <laughs> <That'll go> this- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. Your real siren phone take was your fiery. Tell us your favorites on, on Twitter and stuff, folks, too, yeah. or leave a review on iTunes. Please do. Favorite. Uh, some of you guys already hit me up on Twitter, uh, and I do appreciate that. Um, oh, my gosh. I did promise to shout people out. You know what? I'm going to have to do that next week. Next week. We'll get it next week. Uh, these this, more this will be a this will be a by the way this will be a kind of a recurring theme over the next uh, few weeks because well quite frankly there's not a whole lot to fa- a lot a lot of fantasy to talk about so uh, we're gonna stroke our own egos and uh, do a lot of podcast hey, perf- we got a recaps. Lot of, we got a, yeah we're gonna do some of those we'll, we'll probably put together an awards show which mm-hmm. would be fun I mean we gave it a couple awards here but some yes. other some other bits we got to just take the time now that there's less fantasy numbers to look at oh, man. are there though. ADC. I can't. I can't stop looking at the numbers, though, bro. I mean, we got to take a. Got to look at them. Take a bit of a break before we start okay. looking to 2017. Okay. All right. That's unless, good. Unless you're Mike Clay, who's who's a, a madman and already has out way too. I know. Way too early yeah, that's, uh, that's insane. Like kudos to Mike Clay. That's like he's a machine. 
if they would have been like Gelhar put out 2017 rankings, I'd I would like, just nope. tur- I would have turned in my badge and just walked. <laughs> out. Seriously, I couldn't imagine something I care less about than 2017 <laughs> rankings. Man, I know I'm, I'm going to get that itch soon. Like Can we I'm not going to get the itch to March. put. I'm not going to get the itch to put I'll players in arbitrary r- order. Can I tears. can I do this though? Um, I'll, I'll say this: the rankings. I this is what I realized about rankings this year. Oh, great! Here we go. Rankings discussion. It's yes. a rankings. It's a little bit of a rant because the rankings to me, it's like, does it really matter? It doesn't. I mean, like, no. if you rank your guys every single week, first of all, for people who don't do the rankings, you have to understand how tedious that is. It is an absolute bear, and quite frankly, it doesn't really matter because when no, because when you are looking at your own roster, you're looking at you're trying to make a decision between like one or two spots, yeah, right. right? So there's like three or four guys you're considering at most every single week, right? Right? And there's variables that go into play with those rosters that rankings don't speak to because it's right. like that's what I'm do saying. You need the floor play. Do you, does this guy have more upside? Like what's this or that, and like you know, is it going to be a combo play? Like, like, do I have Andrew Luck? Do I want to play? You know, Philip Dorsett as a sleeper? I don't know. Yeah, and that's why people hit us up on Twitter. And yeah, exactly. So like, I don't know why. I mean, like you know. So for me, I just feel like I, I don't even know why. It, I don't do rankings. Thank God. Thank God nobody's asked me to do rankings. And first of all, I would be like, nah, I don't know about that one. Uh, but you guys do rankings, and I know you guys get crap for it, which I'm just kind of like, listen, guys, the rankings don't freaking matter, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I respect the hustle of the people that put a ton of time and effort into their rankings and you know, like, stat uh, things John out. John Paulson at 4 for 4 right. is sure. always some really the, good. And, some uh, of the guys at PFF are great. I know our friend Jake Seeley uh, yep. typically has really great rankings. And if that is your thing – Good for you. I don't expect everybody to share my opinion on rankings. I think there are some people that that would thoroughly disagree with me, and that's completely fine. My opinion on rankings has always been, don't give a damn. It's not my thing that I'm going to be good at. I think it completely lacks the context that needs to be put behind these sort of decisions, and it's a cheap way for people to go in and be like, yeah, they've got this guy ranked here, this guy ranked here, then I should play this guy over that guy. Things rarely come down to to that sort of decision-making process, which is why I've never given a lot of effort into rankings, and I won't until somebody tells me otherwise. There's so many variables. And and again, this is not to denigrate the people who actually do spend a lot of time on rankings. But I just want to say that the guys in this podcast have to pump out so much content and a lot of the content content is very is very nuanced it's it's deep research and it doesn't necessarily go into their quote unquote rankings but if you do spend a lot of time on rankings hey man that's your thing that's good for you more power to you that's cool i'm not trying to i'm not trying to downplay the hard work that it takes to put those rankings together but it's such a bear yeah, it is such a bear, and uh, and I know you guys get some crap for your uh, eh, whatever. For your that rankings. I'm not that I'm not worried yeah, about. Not and until not until I, somebody that matters tells me that hey, you you need uh, your rankings are bad and yeah. that needs to fix. Some random Twitter user again. If if you think that that's important, that's fine. I don't. I, re- uh, I refer yeah. you to my Friday morning mini Twitter rant. Yeah, Marcus already covered it. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He had some thoughts. Yeah, he had a good uh, one. I had All thoughts. Right. But anyway, All right. should we should we daily dap daily and dap and get out. All right, daily dap time. Whiskey from Wisconsin. What do you got? Uh, all right. Well, mine is. Uh, <clears throat> I was. I found. I stumbled upon this thread from a guy named uh, Chris 
I know you're going to be like, you thread, Harmon. But I was not. Really I was just cool. going to let it go. But you now, now you brought it no, no, up no. And, so and made it weird. He He's at Chris Arnade, uh, at Chris underscore A-R-N-A-D-E. I'll retweet the thread soon. But this guy used to, to trade like – was he has a PhD. He used to trade bonds and stuff. And then like, I think a handful of years ago – he stopped doing that, and he has been – he just travels the country. He's a photogra- photographer and a freelance writer. Cool. And he put together this epic thread. It's I think it, they said it's over 100 tweets long. I didn't get all the way through it. Um, what? But it's just of photos and of, of people he met in, in poor parts of America and talked to and kind of their stories and stuff. And it is fascinating. Like, it's so cool, and it's eye-opening, and he did this – it's just really tremendous look, and it's this really cool snapshot of America. Not like – New York, L.A., politics, whatever, like the real people in this country. So it's super, super cool, has a lot of great insight into different people and different struggles and different okay. things that are going on in the country. And like there is, you know, like small town mayors. He talked to like I think the a senator or like a mayor from Selma and huh. Alabama and all sorts of stuff. It's just super fascinating. So uh, daily depths to him for, for doing this. And, uh, and you know, he wanted a change in his life. I read a little profile of him too. And it's just it's super, super cool. How interesting. All right, who was that guy again? At Chris Arnade, or Arnade, uh, at Chris, C-H-R-I-S underscore A-R-N-A-D-E. All right, there you go. Franchise, give me a daily dap. I'm going to daily dap the uh, locker room wars that Zeke and uh, Dak Prescott have been oh, having in the dude, last week so or two. Great. They're pretty fun. Like, people <laughs> take the NFL way too seriously. And oh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a game. And, yeah, yeah. these guys are winning, so it's a little light, lighter in their locker room. But they're two rookies, two kids just, like, having fun with each other. It's Zeke's the best. firing spitballs. It's the best. Uh, they're, he's asking Dak. Dak stuffed his helmet full of M&Ms. Yeah. And they go online and watch the videos, and it's just kind of refreshing because – in the newsroom, everything's so serious sometimes. And yeah. then you see these clips of these players who are some of the best in the league, and they're just kids having fun, and it's just really refreshing. It's really cool to see two rookies bond like this, too. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and kind of growing together. And man, I think, you know, I, I think they keep each other loose. I mean, Definitely. They go, we've seen video of them partying and everything, and I don't know. I just, you know, they keep each other loose, and it's it's great to and, see. Yeah, and it, it's great camaraderie. It kind of goes along the lines of, like, Cam Newton last year. Like, he was just having fun, and he got so much flack for it. And yeah. it's like, come on, man. Let these guys let these guys have fun once in a while. I like it. Uh, I will piggyback off of that. Uh, you guys saw, saw this uh, viral video that's going out, right, of the, uh, of the WCW wrestler Sting? Doing I motivational, not, I heard about have not yet. Motivational uh, speaking over at uh, at the Cowboys facility. Uh, I'm a big pro wrestling, or was a big pro wrestling fan, um, and just kind of them how they incorporated him into this video. It was really well done. I don't know. Sometimes these promotional videos, uh, these social media things that the NFL puts out, not always the best. I should just say sporting sporting leagues in general don't necessarily put out great social media content. Mm. This was great. This was really, really well done. It's kind of done in the vein of this is Sports Center, you know, where it's mm-hmm. kind of ironic and dry humor a little bit. And I don't know. It's really, really well done. If you just Google Sting Cowboys video, you'll find it. It's really good. Uh, daily daps to them. Oh, by the way, uh, I thought you were going to daily dap Winter Garden. Alex Gilhart. Oh no, that thing's sick too. You put me on. You put me on to that Winter Garden, uh, where a guy builds a. A machine that oh, rotates yeah. these marbles, and the marbles hit various instruments, yeah, and makes them play. That is crazy. Hmm. Um, it is 
awesome. It's like this huge thing that's built out of wood, right? Right. This yeah. whole, and 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 the way it works is he, he turns a little like crank. a hand, a crank, and it's you could totally tell this is a a handmade machine. He actually has a behind the scenes thing on this, but uh, Winter Garden. I, I think if you Google Winter Winter Garden marbles, yeah. You will find the YouTube video. I and the funny thing is, it's a really good song too. Oh, it's it's awesome. It's gorgeous. Like it's I I saw it and or somebody tweeted it to me. I think I tweeted out something that like uh was like oh this should put a smile on your face and the guy's like oh this too and I was like what is this I've never seen this before. It's madness. It's insane. It's absolute madness. It's great. You need to Google that. Winter Garden Marbles. Go Google that. Marble. MG by God Marcus Grant. What you got? Um. I don't really have much of anything. I, actually, I'll, I just wanted to daily dap. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, I just wanted. It's the end of the year. Um, yes. it's the end of the season. It's been it's been a wild year, up and down. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, just thank daily dap you guys. You know, because you guys certainly helped me through this season. And daily dap to all the listeners, all the followers, everybody who kind of hung around with us and dealt with our goofiness all year <laughs> long. Um. Quite goofy. Yeah, you know, because I feel like I feel like you know we got to sort of meet a lot of you. I meet air quotes, you sure, know, over the social media, you know, circuit. But um, to meet a lot of you, um, and a lot of you are really, some of you are really weird. Um, some of you are a little bit, <laughs> little well, bit creepy. Not you gonna fit lie. Right in. Um, but I, but I appreciate all of you. Um, and I do. I appreciate you guys in here too. Because uh, hey, we we were kind of all in this together. This oh yeah. Year. So uh, you know, that's it. Daily dap. Happy, I like it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Um, couldn't have done it without you guys. I love you. I like yeah. it. Week seventeen. Here we are. Love you too, MG. All right, let's go. <laughs> Matt Harmon, my yeah, guy. What's yeah, up? I mean, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off that. That's what I was gonna say as well. I, I tweeted about this last night, but but daily daps to the positive parts of 2016 because I think a lot of us will look back on this this year and maybe justifiably so in a negative fashion. Yeah. Uh, for for one reason or another, or, or many reasons or another's. Uh, that's not a word, <laughs> but I, I think that I think it's important to 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 give props and to give credit to the positive things that happened this year. And I think for us in this room, you know, we get we get mired down by the the season and the slog that it can be. But a lot of good happened to the the five people here in this in this podcast studio. I think it's important for us to focus on that. And for you guys out there, I'd encourage you to do the same thing. However, you want to do that, right? Remember 2016 in a, in a positive fashion because it wasn't all negative. And yeah, okay. you know, it's important to remember that. So daily daps are the good parts about. 2016 whatever that may be and a lot of that is you guys listening and following along and making this this thing real a real treat going through the podcast also reminded me of how much this podcast has kind of morphed yeah yeah from last season and uh and it's been cool to see you know what i mean like we really started hitting our groove in like week six when we started having the our normal thing that we do on the podcast, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, yes, I, I totally agree with that, but uh, the chemistry that's been built uh, over the podcast, over this particular season, really this particular season, I think has been great. So it's, uh, what, our year number two? Year number two. Of year number two the, uh, yeah. of the podcast return. Right? As we know it uh, in this form. Yeah, so there you go. I like it. You, so, guys, are, you guys rock. I love you guys. Uh, oh, guys. <laughs> on next week's show, we'll talk about what On Pace is on pace for, Mark Ingram. We'll talk about Marvin Jones. March 1100 is dead, but we'll give you a update there. And we'll talk about Brandon LaBelle versus Tyler Boyd. Woo! Oh, boy. Uh, for MG, my guy Marcus Grant, Matt Harmon, Matt Franciscovich, and the WizKid from Wisconsin, I'm James Cope. See you. Happy New Year.
We never said different. we never said like listen, bench Malcolm Mitchell because he's old for <laughs> Yeah, but you bring it up every time and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> this is uh, this is you? literally the first time I ever remember talking about it yeah. on this podcast. You, I mean, no, we, you've been we've talking talked about Devontae Booker who said he's like old for Yeah, and you've oh, said yeah. it about David Johnson too. But yeah, but that matters for like in a couple of years, like, are they really going to invest that much in David or uh, Devontae Booker because he's because you know he's already old? He's old. They don't have to make that decision for another how many years though? What do you mean? When he's even, I'm older. talking about like why would you go into next year with like any thought that like oh this guy can definitely you know you can still compete to be our starter like he's already old. For, or but a second-year player. He's only a second-year player. Why wouldn't they let him compete for the job? Guys, breaking. Chris Ivory is questionable. He's always questionable. Womp, womp. I didn't realize this struck such a, uh, a no-with-you franchise. Well, Every dude, time a player just, comes up, you, it's because he's. Is, I was gonna say, is it old? Is it because you're old for a third-year franchise? No, writer? no, you, no, you just keep, you just keep saying it, and it I doesn't. Do not, it just keep, doesn't matter. Nobody keeps saying that. You're, you keep saying it. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. 